Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today, and uh, good morning or good evening or wherever you are, uh, whatever time you're listening to this. So thanks for tuning in everybody. Uh, For me, it's good morning. I'm uh, commuting to work this morning. I'm doing a long commute to work and uh, figured, well, I haven't put out a podcast for a while, so I need to make one. So what better time than my um, dark commute to work here? So, anyway, if you guys are listening and the sound quality is not superb or you hear tires screeching, it's just me dodging a moose. Don't worry. <laughs> anyway, probably not. I actually haven't seen a moose for a while. I, I saw some back in, last time I saw them was December on this commute, and uh, um, I haven't seen any for a while. So, I think I think the area drive through, they kind of migrate out of there during the the deep winter anyway, but I'm expecting with this, the thaw breakup going on right now, they're going to start appearing again, so, boy, I wish we could hunt moose here in Michigan, I saw a huge bull, uh, must have been end of November, I mean, whoa, 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 but anyway, unfortunately, we can't hunt moose here, it's a bummer, but it is what it is, so, anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. Uh, so I want to fill everybody in on what's been going on. Um, so if you guys have seen from my social media posts here, um, I drew a Wisconsin zone D tag. Uh, you guys are longtime listeners of the podcast. You'll know I did a podcast with, uh, Mike Foss. He's a guide up in Wisconsin. He's also done some writing and, uh, he did, guided for, well, I think he was the owner-operator of Northwest Bear, North Northern Wisconsin Bear Outfitters, what it's called, and uh, he no longer guides for them, but uh, anyway, um, you know, talking to him, he had sort of turned me on to the idea of hunting Zone D in Wisconsin, and uh, so I put in, and you know, this year I had planned on doing a big spring bear hunt, and then doing Michigan later on in the year, well, you know, I really didn't plan to pull Wisconsin for a couple more years, um, but they had upped the tags and just zone D, and so I drew, I, I had the minimum points required to draw, and I ended up, I think I had like a 41% chance of drawing this year, and I did end up drawing, and it was very much a surprise. My wife calls me up, and she's like, hey, did you, you got something from Wisconsin, it's like, what are you talking about? And uh, she's, she opened up. She's like, you drew a bear tag in Wisconsin. I was like, what? What? So anyway, it's pretty exciting. I've been putting in for, I think it's my fifth year. Don't call me. That that may not be right, but I think this is my fifth year. Um, and so it's been a long... I'm, I'm screwed up and I missed a year or two. But um, So that's pretty exciting. Uh, this year is a hound first year for Wisconsin. So... Um, you guys aren't familiar with how Wisconsin's set up, uh, Wisconsin alternates every year, uh, bait, one year bait hunters go first, so you get the whole first week of just bait only, and then everybody can hunt, and then the last week, hounds only can hunt, well, on the next year, it'll be hounds for the first week, then everybody that bait for the last week, so this year is a, um, is a hound first year, so, my plan, you know, I'm a, you know, I, I 
really enjoy the, the art and the chase of bear baiting and hunting over bait. So my plan is to just forego the first week um, and do bait only starting the second week. So my hunt will start September 11th um, in Wisconsin. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty exciting for me. I really, really, I was, I'm still sort of shocked by it, but, uh, um, I just bought my tag and, uh, forked out the nice little check to the state of Wisconsin. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and I can't wait to take you guys along for the adventure, but, uh, um, I've already really started, uh, I mean, it's a pretty serious hunt. So, um, for me, for me, it's about, you know, I'm going to have to travel for this hunt. So, um, you know, I talk about, I, I like to really gear this podcast towards guys that are doing do-it-yourself hunts and might be far away from home or whatever. Well, this is one of those hunts for me. So, um, hopefully you, you know, you guys listening can, uh, learn from this adventure from me where, you know, I'm traveling a long way from home and, and to hunt and not just that, but Wisconsin's got some goofy regulations. Like, uh, you're only allowed to use 10 gallons of bait at a time and you can't use barrels. And, um, and so that's going to be, you know, trying to work around that, um, and make that happen for a long distance hunt. is going to be, uh, interesting to say the least. And so, um, I've, you know, I've been ever since I drew the tag of it, pondering how, you know, what my strategy going into this, how I'm going to time my bait runs, my, my bomber bait runs, um, how I'm going to, how, how frequently I'm going to bait, how much, when, you know, all that. And so I I think I've got that down. Um, I don't want to go too deep into my baiting strategy yet. Um, or how I will say this, I'm, um, I'm not going to, you know, Wisconsin, you can start baiting April 15th, uh, for bears, which the season doesn't start till, you know, even if you're a hound hunter, it doesn't, you know, you basically the beginning of September, right? It's a long time to be baiting. Um, so I, I do not plan on, on doing that. I don't see any value per se in doing that. Um, not to dissuade anybody from doing that. If you want to, it would be a lot of fun. If I lived right next to where I was bear hunting, you know, I may put out baits opening day, opening, yeah, opening day of baiting season. I may do that if I lived right there, but, um, I don't, there's not a whole lot of hunting value in that. I don't think because you're not going to keep those same bears around for the most, for most likely, unless you're just pile in the bait out there all the time to where the bears don't leave, don't need to leave. But, um, with bait prices nowadays, that's going to be a pretty expensive hunt by the end of it. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, so I'm not planning on, on doing that anyway. I don't plan on starting to bait until at the earliest, the end of July. Um, you know, but anyway, well, I'll get into that later on. I want to, there's some stuff I need to research. Um, you know, I want to make sure I've got everything straight legally too. Um, you know, it's a new state for me. So that's very important that I, you know, you, when you're going into a new area to, to make sure that you know all the regulations and everything. So, um, Wisconsin's got a, you know, a few different laws in Michigan or Minnesota. And, uh, so I'm going to 
make sure I got everything straight there before I start spewing out my ideas for my strategies here. So, um, even though that's what I love talking about, I'm a, it's a, I'm a bear bait tactician, whatever that is. So, um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that, but I've got, so I've, I've been formulating strategies for how I'm going to, you know, time everything and I'm booking vacation already for, for that week, for, you know, my hunting week and stuff. So getting that all slotted out with my work. So that's not a surprise to my boss. And, um, so that's, that's really exciting. Um, yeah. And let me think here. So, but the next thing, um, you know, it's supposedly spring around here. They, we still have quite a bit of snow here in the UP. I don't know what, what everybody else's winters have been like. Um, for us, it's been pretty much winter since October 1st. This year I started up the wood stove at the house. Uh, well, I started up a few days after bear season opened up in September. And, um, boy, I, it's pretty much been winterish since the very first of October here. And so it's been a long winter and we finally like turned the corner to where we're consistently well above freezing and we're finally melting some of this snow. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been a long winter. So now that, uh, now that that's happened, I'm really getting excited about getting out in the woods and starting to focus on my bear hunts this year and scouting for them and uh, spring fever. I love it. So hopefully you guys are uh, getting ready for spring bear hunts this year. I will not be doing a spring bear hunt because I've got, you know, my Wisconsin tag and my normal Michigan bear tag um, that I want to fill. So two fall bear hunts. Uh, yeah, I just, I just honestly don't have the vacation to, even if somebody was like, oh yeah, you should just come over here for a bear hunt or something in the spring, I wouldn't even have the vacation for it, so, um, so I'm not going to do any spring bear hunting this year, so I wish everybody the best on their spring bear hunts, um, for me, the, the action's going to be in September, so, um, but, um, hopefully everybody's getting ready for their spring bear hunts, I know, yeah, I feel stupid, I don't know what the actual date is today, I think it's like the 20, the 26th, I don't know, but, um, 26th of March, so for some of you, I believe spring bear season starts in just a few days, not that, uh, too many people are killing bears on April 1st, but, uh, hey, can't be getting out there, I know, um, some of my buddies in Arizona are going out this weekend for their spring bear season, so, um, yeah, I definitely wish everybody the best of luck in this spring bear season, we'll be doing more podcasts for it and everything, and talking to people, but, um, yeah, so excited for that for everybody, uh, can't wait to see, um, your success, and hopefully, um, this podcast can help you attain success if you're, um, if you need help, so, but, uh, yeah, you know, this, this is great, I, I don't know what everybody else's winter's been like, but I was, I was watching a video, I, I follow this guy who's, um, who's up in the Northwest Territories. Uh, if you ever want to watch a funny, uh, just a plot, I don't even, I've never talked to this guy, but 
I, I one of my favorite things to do is is look up like underground like YouTube channels. I'm sorry, my phone slid there. I'm driving, I hit a big bump. Um, one of my favorite things to do is look up like underground YouTube channels, and uh, one of my favorite channels to watch is this guy. He's up in the Northwest Territories. Um, his name's Andrew Stanley. He runs the channel The Wild North. And he's out of the Northwest Territories. And he's basically just this guy that lives in this bush, in the this cabin in the bush and um, for most of the year. And he runs a trap line and does other stuff. And um, oh, his, his stuff is, A, very informational and very interesting to watch. Um, and uh, he's also, some of the stuff is just hilarious. Um, if you ever want a good laugh, look up... Oh, what is it? I think the, I think the title of the video is like Cabin Bear or something like that. Um, bear Hunt or something on his YouTube channel. And it's older. It's one of his oldest videos. And uh, uh, if, you're, if, you, if you're against vulgar language, I wouldn't watch the video. But uh, it is one of the funniest things I've ever watched in my life. Um, check that out. I, just a plug for this. I've never talked to the guy, but, uh, if you want a good laugh, check out that video. It is so funny. Oh, I need, I'm going to go watch that video before I get to work this morning. Oh, now I think about it. It's funny. Anyway. Um, but I was watching his, uh, I was looking at his Instagram and, um, this guy, he's, he's out there in the Northwest territories and there's, he's out there grilling, drinking beer on green grass. And I'm like, we don't have green grass here. What in the world? I mean, it's just been that. I, I don't know if it's been that kind of winter for everybody, but around here, it, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, how are they How are they outside in green grass? I, I don't even know what grass looks like anymore. <laughs> but anyway, all right, I'll stop complaining about winter. I'm not, I love winter, but I'm ready for spring and getting out and getting after some bears. So um, anyway, let's see here. Uh, Oh, with the, uh, yeah, with, so with this late winter, anyway, this is my segue here. With this long winter, I haven't really, you know, and it's starting to become spring now. I'm looking forward to getting out and actually getting on the ground, doing some scouting for bear because I, you know, really can't right now. Um, yeah, I want to go out over to good old Zone D in Wisconsin um, and start getting some boots on the ground and looking for areas because this is a totally new area for me. I haven't. I've been through Zone Z D driving to like Minnesota. I've never spent significant time there, so um, it's gonna be a, you know I gotta get boots on the ground and see what I'm what the terrain's like. I mean I know what the terrain's like, but I need to get a good feel for the public land around there and uh, see what I can do. Um, you know see where the good areas are, but um, so I'm hoping you know I right now it just isn't feasible to get out there much with all this snow um so it's gonna be i don't know a couple weeks before uh, probably more than that probably i don't know i'm not sure when sorry i'm fumbling my phone here just want to make sure the microphone's facing me um i don't know when all the snow is gonna be melted but uh i really don't want to get boots on the ground till then because gonna be hard to get back into the back to the really into the bush without um snowshoes so right now yeah so 
anyway, um, yeah, so probably, I don't know, middle of May, I'm going to probably get out there and start doing some boots on the ground scouting, but, um, you know, at least from home, I've already started to, um, you know, using e-scouting with, uh, I use Onyx Maps and Google Earth and stuff, I, you know, I've started to pinpoint areas, I've dropped, you know, I've saved, like, waypoints on my Onyx Maps for areas that, you know, just rough ideas of where I want to go through when I, you know, when I get on the ground there, um, be able to go, okay, go to this area, check it out on the map, it looked like it was a good bear area, you know, potential, let's see what it actually looks like in the ground, because, you know, with scouting in the past, I've, I've done that where I've said, oh, okay, this is a great area, look at this, and then I go there, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, no, definitely not, there's something, you know, on the map that, I didn't see or couldn't have possibly seen from the map and uh, go, oh, okay, so this isn't going to work. But I've also put place marks in the map and gone there and went, this is perfect. So um, actually one of my one of my best bear areas was literally me just going, oh, this, this looks like a, this looks like it might work and driving there and going, oh, wow, yeah, I think this will work. And it turned out to be one of my best bear areas. So, um, but, you know, through that, instead of me just, I mean, there's so much public land to check out up here in the Northwoods that, um, you know, you got to narrow it down before you go. You can't just drive around and go, oh, yeah, I think this is a good spot. I mean, you know, I've, I've found decent bear spots by accidentally bumping into them, but for the most part, um, I would say spending some time narrowing it down, e-scouting is very important, so... Um, you know, what am I looking for right now? So with, with my e-scouting, you know, I'm looking for with bears, um, you know, swamps are, are kind of one of the most important things. Um, I, I would say probably the most important determining factor. Now with this hunt, um, you know, with, with fall bear hunts is always the, one of the key things is the the food source. So that's all bears are focused on in the fall is food. And with September, you're always talking, that's always talking acorns for, I don't know, the upper Great Lakes where I do most of my bear hunting is acorns. Um, and so that's really important, but it's hard to tell from most mapping systems what kind of trees are I mean you can get an idea based on the terrain like I've been looking at the map and I know where I live that higher terrain tends to have more oak trees and so I'm looking on the map going okay well um you know I'm looking for okay if this is a low line area say it's at um so some of the terrain I've been looking at and I don't think this will give me away too much but um, I'll throw some numbers out there, whether it's true or not. Um, so if I'm looking at the train and I go, okay, well, this area right here is at 700 feet. And this area here is at, um, say, 1,200 feet. You know, more than likely, the oaks are going to be at the 1,200 feet of elevation um, versus the seven. And I mean, that's not always true. That really isn't. But chances are you know, so I've been looking at that going, okay, well, um, that, 
could be where there's some oak trees. So if I find a swamp, you know, that's in the, say, you know, 1200 foot range of elevation, okay, well, this might be a good area. So I'm dropping a pin there. You know, that's sort of what I'm doing right now with my e-scouting. It's looking for where there's cover for bears and potentially where there's food. Or if I turn on the satellite mode on, on like Google Earth or uh, even Onyx Maps has the satellite view, you know, if we look and go, oh, okay, well, there's a clear cut there. There's going to be berries there earlier in the year and there's a swamp there. Um, you know, maybe that'll work. So, and that's going to be something interesting with this hunt too, is, um, the, uh, with, with it being middle, beginning middle of September, right? It's kind of, I don't know, it's tricky because it's not full bore, like late fall bear mode where they're mowing down acorns but it's not really summer pattern either where they're in berry eating mode either. So the bears are kind of in a transition, at least where, where I'm used to hunting. That seems to be what the bears are doing that time of year is they're kind of in transition between, am I on the berries or am I on the acorns? So um, ideally, I guess what I would be looking for is a spot with both. So, um, but yeah, so anyway, that's kind of what I've been doing recently, um, getting ready for this hunt. Of course, I've got my Michigan hunt too, but I've I've hunted that area a lot more, and I, I plan on um, baiting one of my traditional spots that I've, I've killed three bears out of this stand before, and I haven't baited it for two or three years now, so I mean, it's, it's kind of going to be a brand new bait site in a way, but this this is basically my best bait site and so I'm not too worried about it um I mean I put out bait there and there's bears there within hours so um that's how it's always been in the past so I don't I'm not too worried about that spot anyway and then also um yeah so I'm switching gears here guys I'm, I'm going from Wisconsin to Michigan so um something I want to talk about here too uh Michigan just recently, um, for all my Michigan listeners, uh, they just passed new bear rags for the next two years. And, um, uh, in terms of tag numbers, they decreased some tags and increased some tags. It's sort of a, a mixed bag there for Michigan. But, uh, one of the big things I want to talk about is, um, so previously with Michigan regulations, you could use bait barrels on private land, but not public land at all. And so you always had to, um, you know, bury your bait with, put your bait in a hole and cover it with sticks or whatever in case, so you didn't get the ravens and raccoons eating all up and everything. Well, um, Michigan for the next two years is running a trial on um, allowing bait barrels on public land in, here in Michigan. So that's pretty exciting, but there's some, I definitely think that's a step in the right direction. Um, I mean, you're allowed to leave your tree stand in the woods. Why couldn't you leave your bait barrel? The, the issue is that they, they used to allow bait barrels on public land, but people, you know, ruined that for themselves by leaving them out there and making a mess and trash in places. So they didn't want that anymore, so they got rid of them on public land. Well, um, they're bringing them back as a trial period. Now you have to, like, attach your name to them and um, all these things. But um, so here, here's the laws. I understand them. I would definitely read the regs on on this before you go and start 
replacing bait barrels this year in Michigan, but um, this is my understanding of what the bait, the regulations were. So um, you're allowed to use bait barrels on state-managed land, on well, on Michigan Department state-managed land. So um, you can't go on national forest. So you can't go in the Hiawatha or the Ottawa National Forest and place a bait barrel. You can only place a bait barrel on actual Michigan state land. Um, you can't use it on commercial forest land, to my understanding, either. So if you're hunting timber timber company land, um, that won't be allowed either. Um, so if you're looking on, Michigan's got a pretty cool uh, public land mapping service called MI Hunt. Um, and on there, the stuff that's shaded green, which is state land, that's where you can use your bait barrels. Um, so, I forget, let me think here. So, you got to attach your name to it. And then this is the kicker. This is what's interesting is that you can only, you have to place your bait barrel within 100, I believe it's yards of a managed roadway. So, um, I think it's a state forest road. So, um, and... I kind of want to, I want to go, I need to go back and clarify what that wording is because that's kind of key, but um, definitely review that too. But there's, I just don't want to get wrong with the wording here. I believe it's 100 yards. 100 feet doesn't even make sense, but 100 yards. And um, and so you can't, for those of us kind of like to hike way back in the woods, you're not going to be able to carry your bait barrel out there legally and put it out there. You're going to have to keep within 100 yards of the road. So um, that's going to be kind of tricky for some of us. Now, um, with Michigan, with the mix of baiting and hound hunting, um, the bait barrels are going to work great for the hound guys. Um, I, I'm really, that's, you know, most hound hunters like to keep their baits pretty close to the road. So that's going to work out great for them because what they can do is, um, you know, especially if you're traveling to hunt, um, you're going to be able to fill up your bait barrel, um, leave it out there, and then show up with your hounds, you know, in a week or whatever, and go. And there's still going to be bait in there. Um, with For the guys that are exclusively going over bait, that's going to work the same way. It's just you're going to have to be, if you're using bait barrels, you're going to have to be really careful about where you place your bait sites because if you're 100 yards from the road and hound hunters are using it, um, they're going to rig off that bait barrel for sure. So when I say rig, so, um, the, the hounds are going to smell a bear crossing the road from going to your bait barrel and they're going to howl and the hound hunters are going to go, oh, well, let's set this, you know, if it's a good bear track or whatever, they're going to set the hounds down. They're going to go and they're going to go right past your bait barrel. So, which is, you know, totally legal, ethical, and, you know, that's just what they do, and so you're going to have to be really careful about, um, if you're going to play, use bait barrels on public land in Michigan, you're going to have to be, and you want to do bait only hunting, and it's during the hound seasons, which is the second and third season, you're going to have to be really careful about where you place, um, your bait barrel to where you're not going to have a lot of hound pressure, because they're, they're definitely going to rig off that bait barrel if you're only 100 yards. Um, guaranteed there. So something to consider for everybody uh, thinking about that. But uh, like I said, it's going to be really, really handy for the guys that are 
um, trying to, you know, come up from lower Michigan and, uh, or anybody doing a long distance hunt. I mean, even an hour, if, even if you only have to drive an hour still, it's going to help you a lot because, um, with a bait barrel, it sort of, uh, what's the word meters, how much bait a bear, the bears can eat at one time. So there's going to be bait there for much longer than if there's just a hole, right? So with a hole, the bears can come and just sort of sit down and just go to town, right? But with a, with a barrel, that's the other thing too, is these barrels, they're only allowed to, I believe it's up to three holes and they can only be an inch in diameter, which is kind of small in my opinion, but I'm not complaining too much. I'm happy that we're taking the step in the right direction and uh, hopefully, you know, this works out for everyone and um, we can, uh, work towards, you know, hopefully nobody ruins this for us, like, uh, is an idiot and leaves their bait barrel out there and people complain, you know, um, something I definitely want to encourage is that, um, we work on, you know, abiding by the regs here so that way we can, um, keep this because this is really, really nice. And then in a couple of years when we revisit bear regs, we can, uh, work towards, having, um, sorry, I'm parking here, um, work towards having regs that, uh, make a little more sense. Like, uh, an inch hole is not very big. So you're not going to be able to use certain types of bait because your bait's just not going to go through the hole. It's going to be, you know, um, you're going to have to be, be pretty specific about what kind of bait you're using. Um, like, uh, probably granola maybe trail trail mix would probably work i don't know i'd have to try but an inch diameter hole is not very big so you're gonna have to be really careful about what you're using so definitely not gonna be able to put cookies in there <laughs> so um so like i was saying with the um I, i'm just excited about these bait this new bait barrel sorry my phone slid again uh, but i'm excited with these new bait barrel um regs you know i i don't i just hope that uh people don't abuse it and that we can you know get towards having this be permanent with a couple regulation changes maybe make the whole diameter bigger to where um more bait will work with it not i don't want it huge but you know two to three inches i think is a safe number for a whole day diameter but um anyway yeah that's it's going to be really, it's going to be a game changer for guys that, you know, are traveling to hunt though, because, um, you know, you can come up, the problem is you can, you put out your bait, um, you know, and it's gone in a few days if you, you're not using a barrel. And so, and I mean, they'll go through bait quite a bit if it's a barrel too, but, um, you can meter it a lot more. So that way it's still an active bait, um, when you get back there. So, uh, especially if you're only able to come up once a week or whatever, you know, that's going to be a huge help. I mean, even less than that. I mean, at least the bait hasn't been cold for, you know, 10 days or something. So, um, yeah, that's, that's going to be really big for, um, to be a game changer, I think for a lot of guys and, and being able to be successful. So on, on public land, at least. So, I mean, that's been always been an advantage if you had, like, a camp up up here or whatever is that uh, you were able to go and beat the bait, bait barrel at camp and, uh, you know, be able to have a hunt um, that worked. So.
So um, now hopefully we can make that happen for everybody. But like I said, you just have to be really careful about where you're putting your bait barrel though. Um, so yeah, but so that's exciting. I, me personally, um, I don't really need to, I don't need to use a bait barrel for sure on my, my call my, my home spot, right? That's, that's, it's really close to home. I want to actually bait that pretty much every day or every other day, something like that. Every other day, probably at first and closer to season, I'll do every day, um, do that strategy. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I may, I'm, I'm debate, I've been debating whether I'm going to run a second site or not this year. Um, and if I do, it's going to be a little further away in an area that I've wanted to try for years. Just, you know, haven't really had the, the time to do it. But with this bait barrel thing, um, I may give that a go this year. Um, and I, I may try the bait barrel thing. Yeah, I probably should. So, uh, we'll see what happens though. So, you know, I've got the Wisconsin thing takes priority because that's going to be, you know, supposedly the, the bear hunting there is just phenomenal, um, for everybody I've talked to. So I don't know. We're going to find out, I guess. So hopefully Wisconsin doesn't let me down. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, that's what's kind of been going on with me. Um, I haven't, uh, not much else bear wise. So like I said, I was going to do a spring bear hunt this year, pretty cool adventure, but, um, that's on hold until next year. So I'm going to do that. I don't want to say what it is yet, but, uh, yeah, um, we're going to be doing that next year. So yeah. And, um, in terms of other things coming up, we got a couple guests I want to bring on. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, supposed to be doing a collaboration here and sometime soon with another podcast. Um, that'll be pretty exciting. Uh, a lot of fun. It's a fun group of guys. So hopefully at least it sounds like it from the, their podcast. So, um, that should be fun to do. So hopefully lots of good stuff coming up. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, other than that guys, if you have any questions or, uh, comments or ideas for podcasts or people you want me to talk to or whatever, um, send me a message on Facebook or Instagram or, uh, email me at bearhuntingpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, all right guys, well, I'm getting close to work, so we're going to cut this off, but, uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in. Hey folks, one more thing. Um, so I keep forgetting to spread this out or spread this information to you guys, but, uh, I definitely want, um, to get it out there. So, um, for those of you that, uh, listen to this podcast, you'll know that, uh, the podcast is partnered with, um, Batum 907 Bear Attractants. And, uh, like I've said many times, you know, I refuse to partner with anybody that, uh, I don't believe in and that, you know, the only reason I'm, you, I, I'm willing to partner with them is because I would use them regardless of whether they were partnered with the podcast or not. And so, um, I couldn't recommend Brenda more. Um, you know, I, I use their products, the, their scent attractants myself. I wouldn't use anything else. Um, they're just phenomenal ways to enhance your bait sites, get more bears coming in. Um, it just, I mean, it's, it's a game changer. If you've never used scent attractants, 
Um, it's it's a game changer on your bait. It, it takes your bait. The, the second you put it out, if you got, especially if you have trouble getting multiple bears coming in and stuff, like if you got one bear coming in, it, it, it just, it's mind blowing how well it works. I mean, you'll have bears just poof, show to nowhere. It's, it's awesome stuff. So assuming you're in the area, you know, if you go set up in, you know, somewhere there's no bears, it's not going to make bears appear out of nowhere. But you know, if you're in an area that has bears that, you know, you know, there's bears around, but they're just not showing up. I'll tell you what, you need to get yourself some scent attractants and uh, specifically Batum 907 attractants. So they come in, I mean, absolutely any flavor you can think of um, that would attract a bear and all kinds of different options in terms of how you're going to get the scent out there. But uh, anyway, um, if you're bear baiting and you want to use some of the stuff, uh, Jess at Batum 907 um, has given me a code for you guys to use for... Um, 15% off any purchase that you make there. So um, if you go ahead and use the code BHP15, that's BHP15, all capitals, um, you'll get 15% off your purchase there. And uh, yeah, it'll little little discount for you. And uh, definitely appreciate, appreciate you uh, supporting them and thereby supporting us. And uh, yeah. So, okay, guys, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time.